Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. It is the Joe Pag Show. Lots going on today. Yesterday, or the day before over the weekend, Matt Gates, U.S. Representative, District 1 Republican, Great State of Florida, was at a get-together, SAS get-together, Turning Point USA, and he took the podium, and he took to the, to the lectern, and he told the people in attendance that the women that are out protesting to get abortion rights are women nobody would ever want to get pregnant. Oh, yeah, he said that. And then he talked about, uh, he went further about, you know, maybe work in a salad every once in a while. Oh, yeah, he, he didn't care. Um, he's been attacked because of that. His response was, I don't care if you're offended. We have him on today. Carrie, you think he's going to back off of those comments? You think? My guess would be no. I'm just going to just throwing it out there. Hmm. So we've got Matt Gates on today. We've also got the fiance of a young veteran that was killed in a murder-suicide. And unfortunately, the media has been reporting the story as if the guy who killed her and then himself was somehow a victim of PTSD or, or, or 22 a day, which is the, the amount of suicides uh, from veterans. And they were holding him up on high while ignoring her story. Well, I went ahead and made sure that her story got out there through my friend Janae um, Sergio. And we're to have her fiance on to talk about who Maddie Coulter was and what happened in this situation. That and a whole lot more on a Tuesday. Let's go. Hi. That is Chocolate Voice. How you doing, Carrie? Okay. How are you? You playing tonight? Is it tonight? Mm, what? Oh, oh, Mega Mill. It is tonight. Yes. I may. I may have to. So you haven't yet. No, not yet. Because four hundred thirty million wasn't enough. Yeah. Well, that's the cash value. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's eight hundred million, you'll go oh, for it. Eight hundred ten. But... Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Polo's in the house. Sam making it happen. Yeah, you know we're going to talk about this stupid Mega Millions now. Because last I checked, we're in a recession. I, I know, you can't really say the word recession, I get it. Because we're changing the, the definition of that. I'll have a, an audio soundbite from a staffer with President Biden, COVID Biden. We'll have that for you coming up. Turns out it's not really a recession. It is, but it's not. And they've been way out ahead of this trying to say that it's not a recession. But uh, I, I'll get into that in a second. I've got a bit of a monologue on that. But before we even do that, Carrie, this thing is over $800 million. Mm-hmm. How is it in a down economic time that we somehow have blown up the mega millions or whatever <laughs> I know. to 800 something million dollars? Isn't it crazy? 810 million. Cash value is 470 million. That's a lot of cash. And everybody yelled at me. They all wrote me. They tweeted me. They emailed me. I'm an idiot. Of course, you take the cash value every time. That's what I would do, but. I'm like 800 million over 20 years. I'm okay with 40 million a year. I don't know. Okay. I know it's not it's not yeah, quite okay. enough for the for for the chocolate voice. But now you've got a story of it. Fill, fill us in. Yep. Um, how much is it exactly tonight? And will you go out of your way and stop and buy a ticket? From NPR, do you want a chance at winning the third largest ever Mega Millions jackpot? If so, you'll need to go buy a ticket or two before the drawing that's set to take place at 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday. 
The jackpot has jumped up to $810 million with a cash value of $470.1 million. That's definitely not chump change in today's economy. Mega Millions tickets are sold for $2. You can add the Mega Plier for another dollar. The Mega Plier can come into play if you win a non-jackpot prize. For reference, ticket holders in Delaware, New Jersey, and New York who won in the drawing last Friday and purchased the add-on saw their winning prizes go from $1 million to $3 million as a result. So what are the odds you win the jackpot? It's about a 1 in 303 million chance, according to Mega Millions. If those sound like odds you want to take, tune in tonight to see if you drew the lucky numbers. I mean. 1 in 303 million. I'm in. I mean, you've got better than (laughs) one chance out of... The population of the country. Yeah. Um, so, you know what I mean? You have a better so, chance of getting struck by lightning, I think, and right. getting a shark bite. I mean, Yeah, I think lightning is 14 million to one. Yeah. So it's much easier to get to get hit by lightning. <laughs> yeah. But somebody's got to win. It can't just keep on going up. Is it going to be a billion dollars, really? I don't know. I mean, you're right. But I think that's why people play when it gets this high. Well, somebody's got to win. Might as well be me. Who knows? Because, again, 20 million would suck. I'm going to need 800 million. Not so million. much, but you know I'll, I'll take 20 million. I'll take 1 so million. So are you or are you not going to, I want you to commit. Are you going to stop or not tonight? Um, if I remember, because I do have to go to the store. If I remember and I'm at the store, yes, I will. I probably won't go out of my way just to go in and get a ticket. But if I'm there already, yeah. And I remember, yes. You know, you can't win if you don't play. I, I understand that. I've heard I think that. that. I think it's the saying. Polo, yeah. are you going to play or what? Uh, maybe. What is this? Maybe you got it's eight hundred million dollars. Now I'm not leaving the house, so I'm not playing. Who knows? Other family members may have bought tickets and and they'll be in the house. I have no idea because they've been out today. I've not I've not gone anywhere but the studio. Um, so uh, you know you you will be driving by a store, Polo. You're not going to stop and grab a ticket or two. I mean, maybe if it if it's on like the side that I'm going to exit. <laughs> it has to be convenient to to give a chance at eight hundred million. All right, Sam. You know, I already have my tickets. How many? Three. Three tickets. So your chances, instead of one in 300 million, are now three in 300 million, (laughs) or some would say one in 100 million. Well, there you go. I like those odds. Oh, it's better odds than not getting them at all. Now, I wonder, can you buy 300 million tickets to win 800? Mm. Want to try? Sure, sure. I'm going to try that. Well, think about it. Okay, what, what is the cash price? 400 something? 470.1 million. And then you got to take taxes out of that still? Um, well, I'm assuming that's after taxes, right? If you take the cash value? No, I think the cash value, that's before taxes. Okay. The cash value is much less because the, the 800 something million is, is, I think, calculated including interest over 20 years. Mm, okay. So the actual cash value is 400-something million. They take taxes taxes. out of that, and the tax rate would probably be 40 or 50%. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's 40%. I'm still cool with 200 million, 250. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to calculate whether it would make any sense to buy 300 million tickets. Well, probably not, no. Well, if you've got a 1 in 300 million chance, if you buy 300 million, you're going to win. Yeah, but if you already have $300 million, why would you want to spend all that? To make 450? I don't know. No, no. Nobody's going to do that. 150 million dollars profit isn't worth it. Nobody's going to do that tonight. But if you're paying 40% tax, you're going to be taking home less mm-hmm. than 300 million, I would think. It'd be close anyway. So it would not be worth it. How do you print out 300 million tickets? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Cuz at some point, I mean, you can hedge your bets, can't you? I mean, probably, yeah. And if you're a billionaire, would you buy a million tickets just to give it a shot? No. I don't think billionaires would. And then of course, actually. 
and I'm already getting messages on this, that then, of course, you pay the $300 million. Let's say it is after taxes. It's not. But let's say you get $470, you are paying $300 million. Woo! That's a $170 million profit, right, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Until Bart down the street also won. <laughs> and you got to split it a couple <laughs> of different ways. split it. Right. Mm-hmm. And let's say that team at whatever job wins also. Yeah. Now, great, Raising Cane's is doing something interesting. I love that they're doing this. That's yeah. a big investment, and that's got to really have uh, employees excited. Do, do me a favor, read this awesome. one. awesome. From ABC7, as the Mega Millions jackpot approaches record territory, the founder of the Raising Cane's restaurant chains buying tickets for all of the company's 50,000 employees. If any of the tickets hit the lucky numbers, the prize money would be split among workers. That would give everyone several thousand dollars based on current calculations, according to a release. Raising Cane's founder, Todd Graves, is buying the tickets as a nice gift for workers and could translate into a pleasant surprise for everyone Wednesday morning. That I is mean, nice. Like a couple of thousand. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You $50,000 uh-huh. uh, in tickets. I mean, they're probably not going to win, but what a nice thing to do for the employees. That's going to raise yeah. morale, isn't it? I would hope so, yes. I mean, I'm not that good a boss. I, I If I would have thought about it, I would have I would have gone and gotten tickets today. That would have been nice, you know, $50,000 worth. Then I would have given things. you guys the non-winners, but I would have said, hey, I bought them for you. No, that's not very nice No, if I won all. the lottery, you know I'd take care of you. You know I would, because I'm, I'm a generous guy. Mm, you on. are. You are. Okay, don't, don't start kissing up. I didn't win. So, <laughs> you must go out and buy some tickets now, because you said you took right, right. No, I probably should. Now, if nobody wins tonight, what are they estimating? It'll be over a billion next time? Um, what is it tonight and, and then Friday again or something? I you know I don't know when they do the Mega Millions, so got to be close to it if nobody wins tonight. Eight hundred ten million. Have you had the raisin canes? I've not. Uh, my boys absolutely love that. Really? Yes. No, is it is it fried? Is it crispy? Is it not? It's I mean, what like is it? crispy uh, chicken strips and the special raisin cane sauce. They absolutely love. Why are, you, why are you making that face? Leave the boys alone. Because <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's, it's good. A little, a little pricey for chicken, but. Paul, but do you do the raising canes? I've never. Even, I think I've heard of it, but I've certainly not had it. No, I mean I've had it before, but I mean to me, I mean it's probably more the sauce than the chicken. Mm. So gotcha. Sam, do, do they have it where you are? Um, I've had it before, and it's good, but it is kind of pricey for the chicken. Okay. You know. I think I've seen it in the house, but you guys know me. I mean, if it's got any sort of crust or breading, I don't eat it. So um, I haven't had it. It smelled like good chicken, but I wouldn't know. But I think that, listen, $50,000 probably would buy you one ad on some big network television show that did very well. Or you could spend $50,000 in tickets, get all this great publicity from people exactly, like me, and then yeah. everybody's going to go to Raising Cane's and buy some chicken, right? Yeah, because everybody's talking about it right now, what he's doing for his employees. Really nice employer. Yeah, very and nice. And he's just going to write it off, you know, team morale. He'll write it off as that or something Why like not? that. Yep. So, so I went, and again, I mean, I don't want to just throw away the first half hour. This is a big story tonight. I'm going to get into the recession. going to give you a monologue on that. But Sam, I'll open the calls. I'll open the phones for just a second here. See if people are, in fact, going to go and play. And, and would they keep working? What would they do with it? Would they share it with their coworkers, their family, whatever? I, I'd, I'd like to hear that. Just get away from it all for a second. Then I want to talk about the recession and how the Biden administration is trying to change the term. And, and I'm going to make this extremely clear. When you see and hear my monologue, um, I don't care. Carrie, do you care that we're in a recession or not? Does that change uh, your life? No. No. Polo, change your life if we're in a recession? Hey, Polo, it's a recession. I mean, you still got to do stuff, so. Yep. Sam, change your life? Recession? I mean, it'll change my pocketbook. 
They really won't because whether they say the word recession today or not, it's not going to change how horrible things are going right now. So I'll get into that because I think it's very clear that they're playing games with a word that they're so dumb they think Americans care about the word recession. We don't. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Really? I keep forgetting to buy that lottery ticket. No. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting you shouldn't play because I want it. So a guy a guy says in my chat, he says, I think I won. I didn't check my ticket from last Friday. <laughs> well, no. Um, well, I mean. But the jackpot went up. That means you didn't maybe win. Maybe you got a couple of numbers, I guess, but not the whole thing. No. Now, I've told you the story. We got five out of six back in the day. Yeah. Five out of six. You did. You imagine? Yeah, we thought we big. won. Bought 28 tickets. I had no money. Bought 28 tickets. It was $107 million that week. Mm. We got five out of six. $4,455. Not bad on a $28 oh, at, investment. I'm sorry. That's second place to 107 I, I guess a lot of people. Couldn't give me 20 grand, which numbers. I would have spent immediately. But um, yeah, we, we, we thought we'd won, man. I'm told by my wife that we have three tickets in the house. Mm-hmm. So, um, nice. and a friend texted me and said, uh, hey, dude, you can you can buy them online or something. There's some app online really? where you can buy these tickets. Oh, I didn't, and then Gary aware. Brugman is just a thorn in my side. I got the guy a freaking pardon, and he's still giving me a hard time, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he writes and he says, hey, genius, or Einstein, call me Einstein, which thank you. I, I kind of think I am. <laughs> um, they're $2 a ticket. So it would be $660 million, but he says 660 although the, it was like $301 million to one. So because his math is bad, he's from New York. Um, it would actually be six hundred two million to buy enough tickets to cover it because I guess it's two dollars a ticket. I did not know that. But if you had that mega plier, then it's three dollars, I think. What the hell's a mega plier? I don't know. I have. I don't know if I've ever played. So why do you mega say millions. it if you don't know? You're, you're just throwing it out there. Let me just say that mega plier. Had the information in it. But if you do the it's mega plier, it's a dollar for the extra mega plier. I don't know. I'm just telling people. The mega plier. The mega plier. So let's say if you get so many numbers and you're you were going to win a million, you got the mega plier that would make it three million. That's just stupid. Yeah, they're just trying to confuse us know. now. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Why even do all that? All right. So again, uh, if you had enough money, would you spend all of your money to to win that money? And then there's a chance that like Carrie Lockie wins with her one ticket she's going to buy today on the way home. And then you have to <laughs> split nice. it with her. That, that would really suck, though, for the person who spent all that money. <sighs> yeah. All right. So we have that for you. 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com. I want to talk about the recession in a minute as well. First, I got to tell you about uh, Dick Morris's new book. It came out last week. He says Trump is running for president. And right after that, President Trump said it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. You need to get Dick Morris's new bestseller, The Return. It reveals Trump's secret plan for 2024, his real reason for running. And it's coming big surprise. Now, Morris says Trump still faces three threats. And he also claims Hillary Clinton is going to run again, which will be interesting because Joe Biden keeps on saying he's going to run again. And then when people like uh, Cori Bush are asked 
do you think Biden should run again? She won't say whether he should or not. But anyway, Hillary Clinton is back in the fray. Yes, that Hillary. Newsmax says The Return is the best book of the year. Already a number one Amazon bestseller. The Return gives you Trump's plan. Big media, big tech, the deep state want to stop Trump. But The Return shows Trump will triumph. Get Dick Morris's The Return in bookstores right now or see the free offer from Newsmax. Save almost $28. Go to thereturn911.com. Thereturn911.com. That's thereturn911.com. Get Dick Morris's new book. You're going to love what he has to say in there. All right, let me see. Uh, you know, let's let's not do the lottery stuff. Let's, I want to go into the break with the recession talk. And, and here's what I mean. Not that I like to talk about recessions. Not that I think recessions are good. In fact, I think recessions are bad. But uh, all this talk about a recession, what is a recession, what isn't a recession, this administration trying to redefine what the word recession um, even means. So this guy, Brian Deese, who is an economic advisor for uh, Joe Biden, today walks out and and... It just makes a fool of himself. This guy, he walks out. Deese walks out. Isn't the same guy you've seen? The one who said we have to we have to protect the liberal progressive way of life or something? Or the, 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 the progressive world order? He actually said out loud what was supposed to be the quiet stuff. Well, he's asked about a, a recession and whether we're in one now. And here's his answer. On the, uh, the definition of recession, which has been an issue that I know many of you have uh, reported on, um, as Secretary Yellen said on Sunday, uh, two negative quarters of GDP growth is not uh, the technical definition of recession. It's not the definition that economists have traditionally uh, relied on. Of course, that's untrue. What he's saying is untrue. But, but let, me, let me give you a news bulletin for those of you who are confused. Let me give you a news bulletin. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a crap about the word recession. For months now, people are, are we in a recession? Is it really a recession? Are we coming out of a recession? Well, we're going to a recession. How many months of, uh, of GDP growth or negative growth? Nobody cares. I mean, pinheads care, I guess. People who watch the, the, the economy day to day. But you know what moms and dads and families and brothers and sisters and, and grandparents think? I'm paying $450 plus at the gas, at the gas station, I, and, and that's not okay. Filled up my tank yesterday, cost 80 or 100 bucks. That's what they care about. Price of beef is through the roof. That's what they care about. We're, we're siphoning out of our strategic you know, oil reserves, and we're selling it off, and some of it's ending up in China. We care about that. We care about the wokeness in our schools. We care about teaching people that they're born with racism in their bones or they're born being oppressed. We care about that. We don't care about the word recession. You keep saying it. Like we're going to go, holy crap, recession, we're in trouble. Start, you know, pulling our hair out and running down the street with our, our heads on fire. Nobody cares about how you word it. They're trying to protect this administration from what we're seeing as one of the worst economies we've ever seen, even though Karine Jean-Pierre, not a week ago, said it's the best economy in the history of our country. She's an idiot. This guy Deese is some pinhead mouthpiece. They're all getting paid with taxpayer dollars as they lie to us. So let me say it again. And believe me when I say, a lot of liberals listen to this show and watch this show trying to catch me saying, oh, he's a racist, he's a this. I want you to take this back to whoever your bosses are. Whatever the email chain will be about the Joe Pag show today, make sure you say this in your email. Pag says nobody cares about a recession. And then add to it, he's right. Because nobody does. Not one person watching nor listening cares about the R word. 
What they care about is whether they can afford to feed their kids, clothe their kids, go check out a movie every once in a while, maybe buy a stick of gum on the way to work. They care about uh, being able to fill their tanks up. They care about being able to pay their mortgages or their rent. They care about paying their property taxes. They care about getting a better job. They don't care about the word recession. Get that through your head. I'm so over it. Now, if you think I'm wrong and you do care about the word, call me, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Go there, scroll down to the bottom, click on Contact, send me an email, and fill me in on why I should care about the word recession. What I care about is how we're doing financially, individually as Americans. Keep it here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you the Joe Pag Show for your Tuesday. Lots to talk about, lots to get to. How's your personal economy? Is your personal economy going to change because the word recession is used? Does that mean anything to you? When you go to the gas pump and, okay, what are the gas prices down, 30, 40 cents recently? Mm, yeah. yeah, about 40 cents, I guess. You know, when, when you're depleting your strategic petroleum reserves, that are supposed to be there strategically in case somebody attacks you when you're depleting them. And Biden, I guess, is going to sell 20 million more barrels or something um, just to fake lower the price of the pump. That's not a good sign. And still, the average, I think, in America is 440 or 450 a gallon, which is crazy. A little bit cheaper where we are in Texas. I think I paid 381 yesterday. Something like that. And, and you know what I don't like, Carrie, is the is the whole brain fog that we get. Man, 381, that's pretty that's good. That's a good price. I know. It's really not. No. Isn't it crazy? Because no, no, no. we're like, well, it's not a four in front of it, so we're I know. okay. It's better. And I'll never Yay. forget, when we saw a real increase in gas prices, and I'm thinking it was under Obama. I think it was during Obama we saw 350 or something like that. And I remember Tom Brokaw was either still anchoring the news on NBC or had just retired. And it was a Tom Brokaw, and basically it was. Uh, that guy. Mm-hmm. That was actually pretty good. If you remember Tom Brokaw. That, that was bad. That give it up. Bad. That was pretty good. Oh, okay. Tom Brokaw. Oh, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> so Brokaw goes on some show and he says, you know, America show that they could pay, pay the price of the pump. And he wanted us to like raise the price to 450 and just tax it. Oh. He was like, let's make it 450 or 350 or four. We have proven because we went through this ridiculous e- economic downturn. And it might have been actually right before Obama and into the first year or two of Obama when it was so high because we had a, a, a honest-to-goodness recession then. Not that we care about the word, but um, we saw prices going through the roof, hyperinflation, the whole thing. And Brokaw is like, well, we just proved that Americans will pay the price. We just proved that they'll pay three, three fifty, four dollars So even if the price goes back to $2 or $1.50, Let's keep it at three or three fifty, and just use all that extra money as tax dollars. Oh, Tom Brokaw said that. If, if you look that up, you will see Tom <laughs> Brokaw was advocating for raising the gas tax by a dollar or two per gallon. Yikes! Oh, a dollar wow. two per gallon. Think about that. Now, people really do not as much as they used to, and I urge those watching and listening right now, please get better at this. But people really do set their budgets. They set their budgets. I can. All right. I remember being told when I first started renting, I think it was my mother who said, you should make in a week what your rent is per month. 
I said, well, that's, that's pretty good advice. I'll, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. And I worked hard to get a place that was, per month, about what I was making per week. And actually, I had a roommate at first, uh, my friend Danny, and, and because I knew that I was making per week about half of what the rent would be. And that made sense. So you budget your money. Then you're like, well, I'd like to go to the restaurant. And maybe once a month, if I was lucky, I had a couple of dollars left over. Now, people just tend to spend it, just blow through it. And if they're out of money, they complain that they're not being treated right or something. Let's start budgeting our money. So we get smart and we start budgeting our money. We've got enough money for rent or mortgage. We've got enough money for car payment. We've got enough money for gasoline. Got enough money for soccer gear that you need for the kids or whatever. And and you're, you're just riding right along. The problem is the price at the pump, the price of food, the price of necessities is variable. It's not fixed. Your rent, generally speaking, is fixed, at least for a year, and then they might adjust it after the year. Your mortgage, I thought it was fixed until, Carrie, do you see this recently? Hmm. I had an extra $500 a month added to my mortgage recently. Why? Because of your property now, keep taxes? In mind, or? I've, got a, I've got a fixed mortgage. It's not mm-hmm. variable. It's a low rate. We got a long time ago. And um, it five hundred more per month, Whoa. and yes, the answer is yes. Okay, because of property taxes, yeah. because people are moving to Texas from New York, New Jersey, Illinois, California. They're selling their houses for way too much money there. Small pieces of garbage. They're coming here, and they're like, "Holy crap! I can get a four thousand square foot house with four bedrooms and and three bath on on an acre and a half for five hundred thousand. Let me overbid and give them six hundred fifty thousand. Let me overbid and give them eight hundred thousand. Let me, uh, hey, I'll, I'll get into that war. Let's make it a million. And all of a sudden, my property's worth a whole hell of a lot more than it used to be worth. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good thing because I'm not selling. But I get to pay more property taxes. I've actually argued with the county. We're going to have a hearing on it. But long story short, generally speaking, a mortgage or a rent payment would be fixed. Generally speaking, that's fixed. And if you use about the same electricity every month, that that should be fixed until. The variation comes in, and the variables come in when it comes to bad policy. Bad policy means gasoline prices are through the roof. Energy prices are through the roof. Food prices are through the roof. Supply chain problems cause more inflation, so any goods you want to buy, through the roof. So if you had a budget that worked and you had a couple of pennies left over at the end of the month, suddenly you need to pay, you need to pay those pennies and put them in the gas tank. So we've got pinhead idiots in Washington, in, 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 on all the media networks, Going on and on and on about whether it's a recession. If you watch CNN, MSNBC, or any of this other crap tonight, they'll all be talking. They might even do- be doing it on Fox and Newsmax and other places. Are we in a recession? Is it a recession? What do you do about a recession? And nobody who's a normal American cares. Carrie, you're in the news business. Do you care about the word? Not about the word. No. Yeah, you want to feed your kids. You want to put yes, gas I in the do. car on the way home. Yeah. And buy buy a ticket if you remember. Oh. Uh, if I remember, I'll buy one. What is that? It's $800 million. Dude, you have no room to talk because you don't even leave the house to go buy one. And? So don't talk about me. Oh, if if I remember. You're literally going remembers. to the store where they sell it. And if I remember to get a ticket, I'll get a ticket. And How I won't be at work be? tomorrow. And you'll know. How mad would you be what? if you forget to get the ticket and they announced there's one winner and the ticket was bought at that store? <laughs> I would be extremely ticked off. Okay, yes. I'm here to help. Okay, don't but don't yell at me because you haven't have been bought it. I'm helping you. Oh, okay. Well, okay, sure. I was going to buy fifty thousand for the step, but your attitude changed all that. <laughs> 
Right, right. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. I need to know if you care about the word recession. I need to know if you care about the obsession on these television networks about recession. Like, if today we're not in a recession, but tomorrow we are, your life will somehow change because of the word. I'm here to say it won't, but make the argument if you think it will. 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom and uh, click on Contact, and you'll send me an email during the program. Pat, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Um, nice to talk to you. Good to talk to you. I just think, um, I just think that if they don't like the word recession, that we should say Obama's transformation, as this is exactly what he wanted, and I think he's very proud of himself right now. Well, why would Obama want this? Well, he talked about the the. A transformation of America. Well, yeah, I mean, I yeah, without a doubt. He had mind. Well, I, th- I I disagree. I'm gonna tell you why I disagree. In fact, I appreciate the call from from Minnesota. I disagree because Obama's transformation of America was to make us feel guilty for colonizing, to make us feel guilty because of slavery, to make us feel guilty because he felt like the Constitution didn't go far enough when it came to redistribution. That's what he was talking about when it comes to, to, to making a transition in America, changing America. He, he, and he did. His policies did exactly that. But I don't know how he benefits from a recession because if his whole game was to make Whitey feel bad about our history, about how the Constitution was no good or the, or the, the um, Declaration of Independence was no good, if that was his game, um, he was trying to say he was going to redistribute the wealth. Well, you can't do that if there's a recession. Can't do that. Can't do it at all. And you also you can't redistribute the wealth if there's less wealth. So I, I don't know that this is what his plan was. Certainly, those who are running the White House now, and it's not Joe Biden, whether it's Obama or Valerie Jarrett or Susan Rice or Ron Klain, whoever it happens to be, the person, the people that are running it want us to be in line with the World Economic Forum, the WEF. They want us to be in line with Klaus Schwab, who, by the way, can kiss my ass. They want us to be in line with the idiot Trudeau in Canada, who's now going to somehow limit nit- nitrates or something or nitrogen in, 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 um, in, in fertilizer you know, that grows the food because the WEF says you should. We don't want to be in line with these people. I don't want to, I don't want to, this is what they're doing. They're trying to make us have no borders, trying to make us just be a globalist sort of a legal or law system, trying to have globalists at, at the Hague uh, be our world courts. And, and I'm here to tell you, we need to resist that at every turn. So I think that was Obama's direction, but I don't know how you get there through causing hyperinflation, food shortages, and causing more, you know, Paint at the pump. I guess I don't see how this is about Obama. Although maybe the end game is run inflation up high enough, not enough food, you'll kill off the population. Believe me, these people are population control idiots. But I want to know, does the word recession jump out at you as something scary and horrible? And man, they said recession. We've got to change everything tomorrow. Not for me. And I think that they are so completely out of touch with reality and out of touch with the American people. It makes me sick. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Keep it right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. 
Great to have you. It's the Joe Pag Show for your Tuesday. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. Lots to get to. Told you yesterday about a brand new uh, sponsor here in the program. I, I love this company because they just make sense. War, inflation, over $30 trillion in debt. That's what we're facing. It's looking a lot like 2008 all over again. When millions of Americans watch their retirement savings disappear, well, those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. Got to tell you about GoldCo. If you've got $50,000 or more in your IRA, your 401k or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. 855-936-GOLD is the number. 855-936-GOLD. 855-936-GOLD. Get a free gold IRA kit and learn how thousands are protecting their retirement savings and adding $10,000 or more in free silver to do it. GoldCo is a company I recommend for gold and silver, and they've helped place over a billion dollars in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008. Don't wait. Get GoldCo today, 855-936-GOLD. That's 855-936-G-O-L-D. Make sure you tell them Joe Pag sent you when you call that number. We go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. Yes, the word recession is thrown around way too much. Yes, a recession it sounds scary, but what's the real world effect on people? If there was one tomorrow or today, and it wasn't one yesterday, is your life that much better or worse? I don't think it makes any difference. I've got Brian on the line who's in San Antonio. Brian, you say you're a financial advisor. Talk to me. Do you care about the word? No. No, I don't, Joe. I think you've hit it right on the head. You know, These are words for people in our industry to uh, use uh, while we analyze the business cycle, the economic business cycle. You know, I I find it uh, absolutely hilarious that uh, our officials in the White House, what was it, less than or none of them had more than two and a half years of business experience. It's an absolute joke. And I I I think, uh, well, Brian, I I want to add to that. I want to add to that. I think 63% of everybody on his economic team has never done anything in business. Nothing. 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 And people do not care about the war. They care about going to the pump. They care about going and buying eggs. They care about the bacon. We in the financial industry, we're the ones watching this. We know when the recession hits, and it's already hit. And it's, it's our duty and our job to act in y'all's best interest to put y'all financially, responsibly in the right place at the right time. But to listen to this noise coming out of the White House, and I can't even stand Pierre. I mean, give me a break. It's just a joke. But, yeah, not only are we in a recession, we have been in a recession. Yeah. And it started probably about – Three months ago. That's my two cents. I'm with you. Brian, I appreciate you. Thank you. Open line now, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. So the fact that we're in a recession, according to Brian, for the past three months, has that changed your life? No. What changed your life is the fact that we have so horribly mismanaged the economy under this president. And you might be thinking, you might be a big Biden supporter. Well, what did he do wrong? Well, he shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. Because oil, petroleum, because it is energy, is a futures commodity. That means that that immediately affected the price at the pump. Immediately affected the price per barrel. Immediately. Because now we wouldn't be getting friendly oil from Canada down to the Gulf Coast. Now we have to, uh, instead of having it come 900,000 barrels a day. Is it 900,000 or 900 million? It's something stupid. I think it's 900,000 barrels a day of oil that would have replaced what we were getting from Russia. Now we have to do it by, by rail car somehow, which is a way slower process, and there was no reason to stop it. So that hurt us big time. Well, what else did he do? Well, he immediately shut down any new exploration, and they wouldn't give drilling permits 
to go and find our own oil as he's on his hands and knees begging Saudi Arabia and Venezuela and Iran and other bad actors to, to give us more oil. And they're all saying, no, screw you, we're not going to do that. Why, why should we? What else did he do wrong? Well, he didn't open the economy as fast as he should have and kept on sending out more free checks. And a lot of people were getting free checks that were higher in amount than they would have made at their jobs. And the unemployment in many cases was higher and extended than what people were making at their jobs. So why would you go back to work if you're making more money to sit at home? You probably wouldn't. So he disincentivized the population of America, the working population, from going back to work. There are, what, 10 million jobs available right now, something like that? And, and Americans aren't going and getting them. That kills the economy as well. And then the stupid regulations on incoming cargo, that hurt the supply chain in a major way. That's a problem. It's a major problem. But nobody seemed to care that California has a regulation. You have to have a, a 2010 or newer vehicle to drive away with the stuff that's being shipped in these containers. That's what he did. And that now he keeps doing this to try to make himself look better before the midterms. And he's releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Carrie, if you don't mind, give us an update on that. From Fox Business, the White House announced Tuesday the Department of Energy will be issuing a notice to sell 20 million more barrels of oil for the Strategic Petroleum Reserve as part of the Biden administration's effort to bring gas prices down. This makes the fifth such sale that President Biden has authorized. The White House continued to blame disruptions posed by Russia's invasion for the high prices while claiming the Biden administration's actions are making a a tremendous difference. In fact, the Department of the Treasury estimates that as a result of these drawdowns, both domestically and internationally, the price of the pump for Americans is up to about 40 cents per gallon lower than it was otherwise would have been, the White House said in its announcement. While gas prices are down significantly since a recent national average price of more than $5 per gallon in June, the average as of Tuesday was still 4.32 compared to 3.15 from one year ago and approximately 2.39 when Biden took first when Biden first took office in January 2021. A Republican slammed the White House after previous sales from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves. After it was made known that millions of barrels are being sent to European and Asian countries, including China. I mean, it's just going to keep on releasing it. And this is stuff we need. God forbid we get attacked. We will not have that reserve there. It's the lowest level it's been in decades. It doesn't make any sense. And, and as Trump says, gladly on, on his rally trail, um, he re, rebuilt it. He replenished it. He got it back to the top level. There is no reason to release, to release these oil reserves if you're turning down friendly oil from our neighbor and then going and begging for oil from bad actors around the globe. It makes no sense. So I don't care about the word recession, not even a little bit. I care about our personal finances for our families and our communities. And we're all suffering. 888-941-PAGS. Go to the website, JoePags.com. Click on the social media that you follow and go follow me there. Scroll down to the bottom. Click on contact. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.